Hello, and welcome to Somos Mas, your source for normally New Mexico United and New Mexico runners, but I'm sure by now we're at, what, day eight of the World Cup? You know that we are doing World Cup coverage as well. So I am your host for tonight, I guess, since I started the podcast, uh, Jacob Terrell, and uh, with me uh, tonight is Seth Bidoff. Seth, how you doing? Man, I am doing well. I got to tell you, today was a fantastic day of football. Like, there was was a lot of fun today in those matches. There was. It was uh, some surprising results, uh, some disappointing results. If you picked Canada, go through uh like like someone on the podcast did at least one somebody on the podcast did anyways um <clears throat> yeah and uh and yeah um uh probably the the most technically skilled match of the day uh with spain germany i thought was was uh very interesting to watch very uh those teams you know they they just play really really nice football most of the time uh, didn't lead to a whole lot of goals, but but uh, still. So so some um, things that some excitement to build with on the last day of this group, uh, which I believe is Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Uh, so uh, we've got some some fun things to talk about and. Uh, We'll start off. Let's start with the biggest shocker and the 3 a.m. match that I didn't watch, thinking, oh, I don't need to watch this one. This is a Costa Rica team that just got destroyed 7 nothing by Spain. I'm sure Japan will at least take care of business. I wasn't expecting maybe 7 nothing, uh, but I was expecting Japan to take care of business. And of course, uh, I look at my phone and it is 1 nothing Costa Rica. <laughs> um, your early thoughts on this match, then? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've, you know, I've talked a lot about Costa Rica and you know, because about how much how how tough of an out they are, particularly after what we've seen from them in Concacaf. We know that they're always a tough play, and so I kind of felt like this was going to be. And I talked about it yesterday. There was a chance here that this that Costa Rica could potentially do something, but I, I truly felt like like this is a match that Japan should have won. Yeah, sure. you look. You look at how they played against Germany. You look at how they've, you know, how they came into the World <laughs> Cup, and you know, Japan had really impressed me the other day. And I just, you know, Concacaf. To be completely honest with you, is not as strong as the rest of the world. It just, it just no. isn't. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you see you know, Costa Rica going up against you know the likes of, uh, uh, you know, Belgium and uh, or sorry, Germany, Japan, and Spain. Like, you don't expect Costa Rica to really like make a dent in this you know mm-hmm. um and to be honest japan looked w- really good for most of this match um you know they Co- were just, they were costa rica, costa rica just sat back and said yeah hit us yeah, hit us exactly hit us and, and they just were like a brick wall back there and japan got frustrated and couldn't break them down robert of course over jack costa rica is the only conga calf team and that is true they absolutely are um <laughs> Yet again, it, it, Costa Rica is one of these teams like they're they're just incredibly tough out. You know, they're not going to blow anybody away. They're not going to, you know, win a ton of matches, particularly on the world stage. I mean, they finished fourth in World Cup qualifying in Concacaf mm-hmm. this last round. So, you know, it's, I mean, it, it's just tough. And like you said, you know, Costa Rica sat back, they absorbed the pressure all day long, and then you know tried to play on the counter. Like we see a lot, uh, particularly from Concacaf nations and. 
you know, it, it worked for them. Japan just couldn't break them down. I mean, Costa Rica had one shot on target. Yeah, and it, let's talk about that goal real quick. It, it comes off of uh, poor clearance by by Japan, kind of popped it up, and then um, Costa Rica is able to together it, and then you see Ito for Japan try to jump forward to put uh, the goal scorer Fuller in an offside position. He doesn't doesn't make that jump up soon enough, uh, so Fuller gets it right at the right at the eighteen yard box in a, in a little gap between two of the Japanese defenders. And I don't know if it gets deflected or if he just knuckled the heck out of it or what happens, but it's like the slowest shot I've ever seen in my life that has found the back of the net uh, other than like a Paninka or something. Yeah, and, I can't, uh, I can't have thought the same thing about, you know, Messi's goal yesterday. Like it, it really didn't have a, it didn't have a lot of pepper. It. No, it yeah. just, it had movement though. Yeah. It had a lot of movement. Same with this one. It just kind of, but I, I can't tell. I haven't seen a good enough angle to see if it comes off that, Japanese defender's arm uh, as he's as he's trying to block it or what happens, but it gets into the top left-hand corner. The Japanese goal contender gets a mitt on it, but just not enough to to parry it wide. And and here we are. Now we are sitting in a group that has uh, three 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 teams with a win, um, and and one of those isn't Germany. <laughs> <laughs> which which to me is the biggest surprise of this group. I mean, you know, Germany was hands down, you know, Germany and Spain were hands down the favorites to come out of this group. Hmm. And I did not have both of them coming out, but yes, I, I see. I don't see how you, how you couldn't from the, from the, from the get go, you know, you look at, you know, uh, you look at Japan, obviously underdogs coming in, you know, the upset win against Germany. And then, you know, you look at, you know, um, Sorry, uh, you look at uh, Costa Rica again. Concacaf team, Concacaf typically doesn't play well on the world stage, and so well, I, I just don't. I just don't know how you couldn't. I didn't have Costa Rica. I'll put it that uh, way. Yeah, uh, I. What happened was is while doing my research, listening to podcasts and stuff um, before the World Cup started, uh, other podcasters and people's excitement about Japan got to me. Um, and I, I just kind of went with my gut instead of my head, thinking that they can maybe do something against uh, Spain or Germany. I think I ended up having Germany and Japan going through, which mm-hmm. isn't impossible right now. No, no, <clears throat> no. Actually, I take it back. It is impossible for both of those teams to go through because they play each other. No, 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 they don't. Yeah. no. So it is still possible. It is possible. Not likely, but it is possible. Highly um, unlikely. <laughs> yes, yes, highly unlikely. Um, let's talk about that that Spain Germany match real quick. Um, ended in a one one draw. You see uh, Spain take a, a a lead in the sixty second minute, I believe it was uh, Morata with a beautiful finish mm-hmm. uh, off uh, some nice nice build up there by Spain, which is is par for the course with Spain. Uh, they like to pass the ball as seen by like their thousand passes. Like I'm not exaggerating. I think they had a thousand passes uh, in the Costa Rica game. Uh, but they, so they like to pass the ball around. They like to build up that way. And, and you get Morata just streaking towards that near post, uh, gets a foot on it and puts it in the roof of the net. Um, very nice goal. And you think, Oh, Germany's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they lose this match, they are done. They are, they just can't, they can't win and um 
they can't get out of the group and, and you think, man, what happened there? But they, they fight back. Uh, they, it was a fairly even match most of the match anyways, uh, but they fight back and I um, think uh, it's in the 83rd. Yeah, 83rd. Uh, Fulcrum gets um, gets free in the box, uh, contested, but mm-hmm. is able to find the find the top. What was that left corner uh, from a, a fairly tight angle? Um, he he played this match uh, over Kai Havertz, um, which, which is, is an interesting call. It is surprising, but it paid off because Havertz doesn't score that goal. Uh, Havertz is not strong enough to hold that defender off and, and still still get a foot on it to put it in the back of the net. And uh, I can't stand Kai Havertz, uh, if I'm being honest. Uh, I can't stand watching him play for Chelsea. He just He's just freaking annoying. Um, <clears throat> he, he reminds me, the look of his head reminds me of Ketterer. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to call him a penis head, but uh, just say that it reminds me of a guy that we call penis head. So um, I'll, I'll he, leave that out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this match here, I mean, I, I said it last night, this was my match of the day. This is the one that everyone should sit down and watch. And I, I, it was the most entertaining match that, I, you know, I, I will, I won't say the most entertaining match I've seen the entire tournament, but <laughs> is by far the most entertaining match today and it, it had everything it had goals coming back due to var it had goals it had, you know we had tight offside calls you had mm-hmm. two of the most technically mm-hmm. sound clubs going up going up against each other and you could see uh just individual moments of brilliance from from both clubs and, right you know towards the end there i mean germany was pressing i mean really both sides were you know i mean spain was looking for that second goal and then the yeah. other end you know kind of opening themselves up a bit and then germany's pressing for that equalizer and leaving themselves open and so like it was just going back and forth and it was just you know you could see you know spain made some earlier early changes well at least earlier changes than, than what germany did and yeah because they were looking for that finisher they were looking for that kill shot so to speak and this was just a fantastically fun match to watch. And you, like I said, you can see just the technical brilliance of both these clubs on display in this. And I mean, for Germany, this isn't, this isn't the desired outcome. This isn't the best outcome for them, but I mean, you have to be happy about this. If you're Germany, you pick up a point against a club that, that you really had no business Mm -hmm. picking up a point against today. And then for Spain, I don't necessarily as a bit of a letdown, because you know Germany's only won one match against Spain in their history. Uh, the last time they played was in 2020, and Spain uh, kicked their asses six nil. So, yeah. you know, I mean, this is just a fantastically fun match. You know, there are some guys that that got <clears throat> call ups this year that ha- that didn't play in the 2018 World Cup. There are guys that have been just f- phenomenal, um, and you know germany is obviously behind the eight ball going into you know their third match day but i mean this is <laughs> this was so much fun to watch it doesn't this is what i mean it it wasn't the best outcome for germany mm-hmm. but going into this match uh you have germany losing to japan you have spain putting a shellacking on costa rica all that germany could really hope for was to get a draw and live to fight another day to play Costa Rica and see what happens on that, on that last match day of this group. And that they were able to accomplish that even after going down a goal. Uh, and it, and it just, it keeps their hopes alive going into Wednesday, um, to see what happens there. But it, it was, I, I, I wouldn't say it was like the most entertaining match. I struggle even to say it was like the, the best played match of mm-hmm. the tournament, but it, 
it definitely oh the tournament no it, it definitely seemed like there it was the like the highs for each team were the highest in this match than any other match like mm -hmm. you had france and you had spain in that first match and you you've had some of these other ones that they're just like oh this team is fantastic they're like unbeatable but this was the best of like a back and forth type where you see germany put together a little spell where you're just like damn that's impressive. And then you see Spain put together a little spell where you're like, damn, that's impressive. And, and it had that high end on both sides instead of just one side dominating uh, the match. And, and it, uh, it wouldn't shock me. It would kind of shock me. It would kind of surprise me, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing this as the final. Uh, if these two teams get through, they'd be on opposite sides of the bracket and, mm -hmm. and you never know. I mean, we, you, it wouldn't surprise me once we get to those knockout rounds, if that happens, uh, to see these teams uh, make it to the final. But with, with that being said, you know, we, we said it keeps Germany's chances alive. They basically have to beat Costa Rica on Wednesday mm -hmm. and then have Spain win. Oh, have yeah. Spain beat Japan um, or win by more than one goal plus a Spain and Japan draw. Yeah. So they they need some help. I think Spain probably should beat Japan. Um, but you never know. Uh, Spain, on the other hand, win or draw against Japan, they get through. Um, shouldn't shouldn't be trouble, but hell. This, I mean, we've seen Argentina lose to Saudi Arabia. We've seen Japan beat Germany. Uh, we've seen Costa Rica beat Japan after that. Um, we, we've seen Iran come back from a 6-2 lost to England and beat Wales to nothing. I mean, we've seen some, some weird results. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say it shouldn't happen because technically Costa Rica shouldn't have beat Japan. Uh, we just never know. So, um, and, and Spain can actually even advance in a loss. Um, Japan needs a win over Spain. Uh, it can also advance with a draw. Uh, if Spain and Costa Rica draw, it could also advance if Germany beats Costa Rica by one goal. There's a bunch of different scenarios. Yeah. Basically, the simplest thing, Spain wins or draws and they're in. Mm -hmm. Japan wins and they're in. Germany wins and gets some help from Spain and they're in. And Costa Rica would need a win and a lot, I believe. Japan draw or, or loss. Okay. So, so we'll see. Who is it? Is it? Spain and Germany coming out. Do they they pick up the wins that they need? Because if that happens, if those both of those two teams wins, that's who goes through. At this point, I mean, I wouldn't put it past uh, Japan and Spain to just play out to a draw, and then even with a, a German win, I mean, they would have to win by at least two goals over Costa Rica. <clears throat> not inconceivable. No, not inconceivable. Well, I mean. Yeah, not inconceivable. I mean, we saw Spain put up seven on them. Yeah, that and is. We true. were just talking that Germany and Spain played like had the highest highs in this match uh, yeah. that they just played. So Germany technically can get to Spain's level mm -hmm. uh, or at least close to it and put up three on them fairly easily, I would say. Uh, but it's Costa Rica, so who the hell knows? Yeah, after what I've seen, I I, I think Spain's a lock essentially to go through and Germany, Costa Rica. Um, you know what? Let me see. I don't know if they've ever 
played each other in the past. Let me look and see if there's something on here. While you're looking that up, if Costa Rica is the CONCACAF team that makes it out of the group <laughs> after losing seven, nothing to Spain. Yeah. That, that would be the most concacaf thing I've ever heard of in my life. The, the only time that these two have ever played was in 2006 and Germany beat Costa Rica four to two. So, so two goals. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah. that's that's a lot. That's a long time ago. But some uh, guys that are probably that probably aren't even playing anymore. Let me see. Mueller, Mueller was pro- well. Oh, the, your goal scorer is that day, Philip Lom, close, and uh, Frings, guys who are no longer. Yeah, they playing. they're not there now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean that's. Yeah, there's nobody playing <laughs> now. Yeah, there's nobody playing for for Germany that was playing back then. So, I'm gonna say it is Spain and Germany. I think they do get through. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing Japan get get through there. But what uh, a story that would be! It, it would be, it, it would be the most 2022 World Cup thing I've ever heard of. Is if a team I mean, that beat a team seven nothing loses in the final day of the group. Um, and and possibly gets knocked out. Yeah, I mean Saudi Arabia getting through that could be an interesting story as well. But yeah, I mean it, there there's a bunch of different things. Yeah. So that was that was Group E. Um, we'll see what happens there next Wednesday. We'll get to Group F now. Uh, the first match of the day in Group F was Belgium versus Morocco. Um, Shocker here. I don't I wasn't as surprised. Belgium got the win against Canada, but were clearly the worst team. Yeah. And Morocco didn't look bad against Croatia. I mean, they were held that they, they drew against Croatia um in what was a pretty tight game and they had a couple chances there. So, I'm not this wasn't like Japan losing to Costa Rica, this wasn't Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. Um Well, no, but this still this just, is I mean, it still wasn't still even like the... a huge Shocked. I mean, it, I wasn't surprised at all. This is the number two clo- na- na- national team in the world, according losing. to FIFA rankings. Though FIFA, FIFA rankings yes. are are questionable to say the least. So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, obviously, because Belgium has not looked like the second best team in this tournament. They, they, I don't think they've looked like the second best team in their group. I would take Morocco and Croatia against them, as far as looks wise, how they've they've looked these last two games and I might even take Canada and Canada got whooped for one today. Belgium just has not impressed me whatsoever. And I don't think they're going to get out of this group. Yeah. I, man, I I look at this. This is, uh, hang on. I'm going to go while we're talking here, global club soccer. No, I don't think it's going to show. I don't think I was, I'm going to go look at five thirty-eight, but I don't think five thirty-eight has, um, national team rankings. I don't oh. think they do. I think they just have odds to win it, which are going to be based on a bunch of different things. Yeah. Let me see. I'm, I'm just looking real quick. I don't, I've never looked to see, because typically I just focus on, you know, USL. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't see anything. So, so in this match, Belgium had some early chances. They did, uh, including one in the sixth minute where, um, Bentashore gets, not Bentashore, Bentashore? Yeah. Gets, uh, gets free and, and the uh, Moroccan goalkeeper is able to make a really nice save on it. And then, then it's kind of just Belgium. 
mm-hmm. and they or, or Morocco. I mean, they just kind of looked like the better club to me. Most of the match, um, they finally break through in the 73rd minute off a free kick from like a short corner area um, by um, Ziyech, which this is this is the guy. Hakeem Ziyech was not on the national team. He's by far their best player, like head and shoulders above almost everybody else on that Morocco team and was not in there because there was a falling out with the manager. So, so Morocco was like, uh, screw this manager. <laughs> we want our best player back. And then he comes in he's been the best player in this group, I believe, uh, through four matches and scores on a free kick that, uh, Oh, sorry. He didn't score. He didn't score my bad. I'm talking out my ass right now. <laughs> he did not score the free kick. He has been their best player, but he did not score the free kick. And he did get the assist on the next goal. But a free kick by number 11. I, I don't have his name right here. Um, goes near post. There's a near post runner. It's kind of chaos. Um, but it goes in off the free kick. Nobody touches it. And all of a sudden, Morocco is up one nothing. They had a chance in stoppage time in the first half, but it got called offside. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that one was the ZH... Uh, free kick that uh i was mistaken and then they they get the kind of the silver lining the the final nail in the coffin in the 92nd minute uh kind of a breakaway as makes a nice run collects the ball drives to the touchline cuts it back to the six yard box um zacharias i believe is his first name roofs it and uh they're up to nothing uh belgium is dead in the water at that point. And, and Morocco now is sitting, sucking in the group with a playing a Canada team. That's newsflash or spoiler alert uh, already out of the tournament. And so we'll see how they come out and play on Wednesday, but it puts Morocco in a very good position and it. And it's leaving Belgium fighting against a Croatia team next Wednesday that uh, looked really good today. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And so I, one correct was so five thirty eight does actually had did actually have a ranking of the clubs prior to the prior to the tournament. I put it on our private chat there. Um, they have Morocco as the eighteenth rated, eighteenth uh, ranked club. Costa Rica was dead last in their rankings. What was Belgium? Uh, Belgium was number ten. Two, three, four, five, six, eight, eleven. I should say they had a Belgium ranked eleventh uh, with That's a three percent chance to win the World Cup. Uh, that's pre-tournament. So okay. um, you can actually look at um, the, the, they have it working down before the tournament, before the second group match. And then uh, as of today. So um, yeah, it was uh, like as of right now. So Canada and Costa Rica are, or Canada and Qatar are eliminated. Costa Rica is still dead last yeah. in their rankings. Um based on their predictions. So yeah, it's Belgium has dropped a little bit and Morocco is now sitting ahead of uh, Belgium in the 538 rankings. So, and the 538 is currently giving the USA 38% chance of making the uh, round of 16. So, um, but yeah, no, this is again, another match here, you know, Morocco's not a side that you necessarily hear a lot about on the world stage. Uh, you know, they are, of course, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we did mention that just a few minutes ago, Belgium was ranked second in the, uh, in the FIFA rankings. And, you know, it's, you don't, you don't expect a lot from, from Morocco. 
you know, there aren't that there aren't really like big name guys. You know, yeah, there's Yesh and, and some others, you know, that that do stand out. But I didn't think much of them coming into this. I didn't know what to expect out of Morocco, and they've actually played pretty well. Um, they haven't necessarily like been embarrassed by anybody. You know, they they've kind of held their own. A win and a draw against you know uh, Belgium and Canada, like, or I'm sorry, Croatia and, Croatia and Belgium. And Belgium. Yeah. Belgium, you know, Croatia is leading the group right now. So, I mean, this is, this is going to be an interesting group. I mean, Canada is like on life support here. I mean, apparently there is mathematically a way for them to get back in, but it's like so astronomically impossible. Um, or so I've been, or some website had it, it may have even been before it. So I could be wrong on that, but I mean, oh yeah, never mind. I apologize. Canada's out. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. think they Canada's can out. So. Not, yeah, and there's some some articles that like mathematically there's some way for Canada. Like, that can't be right. Even if before. even if they win, they're on three points. Croatia yeah. and Morocco already yeah. have four. Yeah, so I mean this this final day in this group is going to be really interesting. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, can can Canada play spoiler here? <laughs> uh, but you know, Morocco, I just don't know what to say. Like, I've been impressed with the way they played so far. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I, I think they're getting through. I think I think I had it right that. Belgium and Croatia, who were probably uh, pretty clearly the favorites uh, to get out of this group uh, going into into the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one of them out and Canada in. Um, and so I was probably right to have one of them out. And I believe I had Belgium out, which mm-hmm. I think is probably going to happen. I just had the wrong wrong team to, to usurp them. And I thought so- Canada had a chance, but... So what's the issue with Belgium? I mean, Belgium is a, is a club that has done well the past couple of World Cups, even as far back as 2014. They've played well at the world stage. Mm-hmm. Now, is it just that they're they're aging out? I mean, you know, some of their I, some I of their stars, obviously Lukaku and, and Kevin De Bruyne and some other guys. You know, I mean, I don't think Lukaku is the player he used to be. Like, I'm, I've never been a huge fan of Lukaku. I don't like the the style that he plays. Right. I'm not a huge fan of Kate of Kevin De Bruyne either. Like, I think he's I think he's overrated. Is he good? Absolutely. But I think he's massively overrated, um, which, you know, us and in our, in our little podcast, you know, me saying KDB is overrated. I mean, you know, right. no one's going to take that right. worth a grain of salt. Um, I mean, obviously, I, obviously he's good enough to be on the Belgian national team, but I can't explain what's going on with Belgium. I, like, I, think, I think it's partly uh lack of attacking options, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, De Bruyne is is I, I I don't know if I'd call him overrated. I think he's probably pretty properly rated, and he's very good. Um, he's not Mbappe. Uh, he's not Neymar. He's not. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, <laughs> uh, but but he he's he's a good solid player. But he is a distributor. He's not a goal scorer, and they severely lack goal scoring there. Um, Lukaku came into the tournament hurt. He we finally saw him. Uh, for a little bit today, he came on as a sub. Um, and then their back line, uh, Vertonghen and Alderweireld were Tottenham players three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they're not good enough to be in the Premier League now, or at least make a difference in the Premier League because they're, I think, 36 and 34 or something like that. Um, and they played, they've played good up until this point. But they they just they're not. It's kind of like the golden age of Belgium is 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 at this at its sunset. I mean, it's not that they're not the team that they used to be. 
um, in in a lot a lot of reasons. But I, I do think I think uh, especially if they don't make it out of this group stage, we see a manager change there, uh, and we see kind of a a little bit of an overhaul the next couple of years because they don't have like the reason why uh, Vertonghen and and uh, Toby are starting back there at, on the back line is because they don't have anybody else that's coming up that's younger that's pushing them. Yeah. And so we'll just have to see, but uh, I don't think they make it out of this group. I think we see some changes for them and uh, it's not, it's sad in a way because uh, I know if Earl was on here, he talked about really liking Belgium um, before and uh, it's just not their, not their year this year. It seems like I know they got a win against Canada, but they were severely outplayed. Uh, Now they got to go up against Croatia side and need a win in order to, to really get, I mean, they, I think they can get through on a draw in some some way, shape, or form, but they're, they're sitting currently sitting third in the group um, and and would need, I believe, they can get through on a draw if Morocco loses and, and they win in Belgium. I don't know. Maybe they can't. I, I haven't read that far down yet, but uh, it's it's just a it's a sad day for, for Belgium fans. KDB is 31 and Lukaku is 29, by the way. Yeah, so all of them are are getting. What are what are Vertonghen and and Toby Aldor? Uh, or did you look it up? I'm looking there? that up. Yeah, you don't need to. If you had it handy, that's fine. But I know they're in their their mid thirties. Uh, Vertonghen is eighty seven, so he's thirty four, and uh, then 35. Uh, yeah, thirty five because he's April. Yeah, and then uh, Alder. Everald is 89. So he's uh 33. Yeah. So okay. um yeah, I mean Belgium Belgium they are starting to age out. I mean, I was looking at you know KDB stats here. I mean, he's last season he had 19 goals and 44 appearances. This season so far, he has three goals and 19 appearances. I don't know, I don't pay enough attention to, to Man City, so I don't know where he's at in terms of fitness. Um Lukaku has two goals and five appearances this year. Yeah, Lukaku has been injured essentially yeah. the whole year. So, I, I think I think we've we've seen the the best of that Belgium squad for sure. I mean, not to say if they get out of this group, they can't make a little bit of noise in the knockout. Uh, because once you get to the knockout, you never know. That's that's the whole beauty of knockout stage is is anything can kind of happen. But I, I'm not not going to hold my breath waiting for them to to make a deep run here. <clears throat> Any other thoughts on uh, Morocco, Belgium? Um, no, not really. I mean, yeah, I just Belgium. They've got to step up next week. That's all there is. Yeah. Here. They have to step up. They've got to do. They've got to do something. Agreed. Agreed. So we move on to Croatia versus Canada, a match that I was very much looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And then in the second minute, I was very excited. Uh, running around my hotel room in Amarillo, um, <laughs> l- just over a minute into the game, uh, Tayshawn Buchanan, formerly of the MLS, um, and maybe USL actually, uh, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, puts in a a really good ball into space right in front of the goal, and Alfonso Davies of the US, formerly of the USL and MLS, uh, just comes on like a freight train. Jumps about a mile high, heads it straight down towards the goal mouth and uh, underneath the keeper. 
for Croatia, and all of a sudden Canada is up one nothing, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, here we go. This is the Canada that we wanted. Uh, and then after like about five minutes after that, it was all Croatia, and it mm-hmm. just it just Croatia just picked the midfield of Canada apart and said, uh, not today, guys. You're you young bucks will have to wait a little bit as Luka Modric just absolutely destroyed uh this Canada team and and um ended up being to a tune of four to one uh after a couple of uh <clears throat> couple of uh Cromarch goals and and just I mean it was it was sad for me. I was, this... I was very sad. So uh, Buchanan was never in USL. No, according, okay. to, according to his Wikipedia page, anyway. Um, but this I, I, didn't, was, I wasn't sure. So yeah, I mean, I mean, Canada is a super talented team. You know, uh, Kyle Laren, Jonathan David, Alfonso Davies, like they've got a ton of talent. And you know, that early goal obviously put them off on the right foot. But this is the Croatia I was expecting. Yeah, this is the Croatia that I, that I was looking for in match day one. Didn't really see it there. And, you know, you've got Kovacic, Modric, you know, Perisic. These guys, like, Croatia came out and just... All the itches. Yeah, yeah. All the itches. itches. Yeah, they threw everything they had at the wall, and uh, it was fantastic to see. Like, I, you know, the the roster, the lineup changes today, because Nikola Vlasic started in match day one. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you know who Nikola Vlasic is. This is a guy that, and, and I know him because Everton played against against his uh, his club a couple years ago in the in the Europa League Europa League, I think. The, he played so well against Everton, they went out and signed him. <laughs> <laughs> they signed him from his previous club, brought him in. He didn't do crap for Everton, and I mean, he, it's Everton who does. He he scored a few. I mean, he did score a few goals, but like it was nothing that like stood out. We ended up loaning him out. Um, we signed him from from Hajd, from Hajduk Split. Um, he we had him on the roster for three years, and we loaned him out for two of those years to CSKA Moscow. And this guy started match day one for for Croatia, for whatever reason. I don't know why. It didn't make sense to me. Now, obviously, I want to see him do well. But like, it just didn't work. What they were do you doing, they want. Do you know? Because you sound a little bitter. Just a, <laughs> a little bitter. I mean, it was just, I don't know. We signed him on a stupid deal. It was something like 12 or, I think it might have been like 8 or 12 million. It was just a stupid deal. And then we loaned him out because, you know, our managerial issues and, and whatnot. So, um, oh yeah, a five year contract worth 10 million. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it was Europa League. I was correct. Um, but yeah, no, it was like, I didn't understand what Croatia is doing. They didn't look well in match day one, but they came out yes, uh, this morning and they look fantastic. Like, this is what I wanted to see. Like, Luka Modric was on point. You know, they just, they played really, really well in this game. And yeah, so I was really impressed with the turnaround. Yeah. Well, and I don't, like looking back now, it's like, well, maybe Morocco is just way better than we thought. Mm-hmm. And Croatia didn't play badly in group or in match day one. They just played a better team. Um, not not a better than them team, but a better quality team than Canada. And then to have Canada come out. And I mean, Canada looked good for like the first 10 minutes. And then they just couldn't keep up. And this is where Canada, like I look at Canada's roster, like Jonathan Osorio and and, and a few others that are not quite to the level of, of uh, playing in the top five 
European leagues. And, and they're kind of the ones that got picked apart today. That midfield isn't uh, necessarily stacked with, with high end talent. I mean, it's got good players, but, but it's not, uh, it's not top five European league talent. And, and that's where they kind of got picked apart. It's, I, I think even though they didn't get a win, they're already eliminated. They still have one match left. Uh, I think it was a good tournament for Canada. It was good to get their feet wet. Um, and and I'm really excited about both the Canadian and USA teams for 2026 uh, hosting this tournament and and um, not having to worry about the stress of qualifying um, and then and being able to come in and, and have, you know, all your players have experience in this World Cup, have a few more years under their belt. Uh, you can get, you know, Tayshawn and, and Alfonso Davies are already playing in the Europe, uh, get them more experience, maybe get a couple other players up in Europe to get some experience against some higher level talent and, and do some, do some damage in 2026. But uh, it, it, Croatia just looked like world beaters and looked like the team that finished second in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, they looked really, really good. And, and I'm happy for that. I, I really like this Croatia side. I rooted for them in 2018 um the whole way through even when they played england um and so i'm i'm really really excited for them sad for for canada but we'll see it, it basically i haven't talked a lot about it details because uh it was it was just all croatia after that first goal and and there's just too many chances to even talk about they they score four goals after the, I think, 38th minute uh, was the first goal. Um, and, and I mean, it was just, it was a bloodbath after that. Canada just just got outplayed. And and uh, in respect for Canada, I'm not going to relive the the glory, gory, gory, bloody details of it. Uh, but it does set up yet another interesting group, um, another interesting scenario for, for match day three in this group. You know, we've got Croatia, Morocco sitting on four points, Belgium sitting on three points. Uh, Croatia advanced with a winner or a draw. Um, Morocco advanced with a winner or a draw. And Belgium need... Has to win. It ba- has to win, basically. Um, it could advance, advance with a draw uh, if Canada beats Morocco by more than three goals. <laughs> I don't see a 4 nothing Canada win there, so... So basically, they need to win um, over Croatia, otherwise their tournament's over. Uh, and I don't, I don't see that happening with Croatia still needing to to win in order to guarantee their spot. I mean, they could draw, but uh, a draw doesn't help Belgium either way, anyway. So um, I think I think Belgium's done for, and and we the top two teams right here are the top two teams that are the two teams that are going to be going through in some, some way, shape or form. I could see Morocco besting Croatia. Mm-hmm. Um, if they, if Canada just comes out flat, I see, I could see Morocco putting a few goals on Croatia or a full goal, few goals on Canada and Croatia, maybe getting a draw or barely skating by uh, with a one, nothing or with a one goal win or something and, and Morocco taking over the group, but we'll just have to see how that plays out. I, either way, I think you want to win this group because I believe this group plays the winner of group E that we were just talking about. Second and place in group E. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you, if you win, you avoid Spain more than likely, uh, which, which would be what you want to do. So yeah. I think Croatia goes out and, and fights for this win. 
against Belgium on Wednesday, and and we're talking about a a Croatia Croatia Morocco uh, top two here, which probably surprises some people. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah, on today, like the biggest thing for me today was just like it was goalkeeper play. Like the goalkeepers today were just absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, there was a, there were a lot of great saves, and uh, I mean. I, you know, you, you look specifically at the at the Spain Germany match, and like there's just there were so many great plays mm-hmm. by the goalkeepers, and even throughout the other matches, they like, it just on display all day long. <laughs> and like today was just so much fun to sit down and watch these matches, and, agreed, and and really just you know dig in. Um, I can't wait to see what happens in match day three with these two groups. Uh, there's obviously a lot still up in the air, so who knows? What what sticks out to me about this whole tournament, and I haven't followed the other world cups nearly as closely as I've followed this one, but it seems like there's a crap ton of parody uh, so far in this tournament. I mean, you look at the group standing group a one team is eliminated. We only have two teams eliminated out of the six groups that have played two of their matches right now. Mm -hmm. Only two teams have been eliminated, Canada and Qatar. Uh, In group a, you have four points, four points, three points as the top three. So anybody can come out of that group still. Mm-hmm. Group B, four, three, two, and one. Anybody is still technically alive in that group. Group C, four, three, three, and one. And the one is Mexico. <laughs> so what the hell? And then um, France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. France is the only team that has played two games and won both of their games. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> Six six points for France, three for Australia, one for Denmark, one for Tunisia, um, and then the two two matches that are the two groups that we talked about today: four for Spain, three Japan, three Costa Rica, one Germany. Germany is the one with one point in that group. I mean, what is going on here? And then Croatia, Morocco, Belgium, four, four, and three respectively. Mm-hmm. There, um, it just you it it doesn't seem like there's a runaway favorite right now. Um, I mean, Brazil could maybe change that. I know Brazil in those, those 538 rankings that you just sent us, uh, you put in the chat over there, Brazil has a 24% chance of winning the world cup, which is 10% chance more than second place Spain. Um, France is sitting at 13 Portugal for whatever fucking reason is at 7%. I don't, I don't get that at all. Um, and so, I mean, it just, it's it's a wide open tournament. Uh, Brazil, I don't think, should be favored by that much. Um, and so, I mean, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? But it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be crazy. Uh, we've got four games, of course, tomorrow starting at three a.m. Like always, for some ungodly reason, um, it is Cameroon. because Fox has to get their time in on U.S. Yeah, yeah. It is it is Cameroon Serbia. At 3 a.m. Will you be getting up at 3 a.m. to watch this match? No, not this one. I'll watch it on replay later. Me neither. Um, I don't have much to say about these two teams. They're kind of just there. I feel like they both looked okay in their first match. Um, Cameroon lost to Switzerland. Serbia lost to Brazil. Serbia only lost to Brazil 2-0. And I thought looked fairly good in the first bit of that match so who knows i do think serbia comes out of that match um but we'll see 
one of those two teams could be eliminated tomorrow. Good to know. Good to yeah. know. I mean, should if one of them loses, they're they're out. Um, right. A, a draw keeps both of them technically in it, but you know the the odds. I think the odds of either of them jumping Brazil or Switzerland, right, after a draw, <laughs> is going to be extremely be, tough. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the other group, the other match in that group is the nine o'clock match: Brazil, Switzerland, uh, both coming off wins in the first group match day for that group. Um, Brazil looks like juggernauts uh, to an extent. I mean, they're just so deep. Neymar's going to miss this match and the next one, um, but I don't, I don't think that's going to hinder them too, too much. It's going it, to, what it is going to do is make them way more fun to watch. Yeah, because watching Neymar flop around like Solomon Asante Senior uh, just drives me absolutely nuts. <clears throat> um, so, so I will be watching this match a little happier at nine o'clock knowing that, that he won't be flopping around, but I, I still think they're going to probably take care of business against Switzerland. Again, caveat 2022 world cup is in Qatar, uh, which is probably why this is all crazy. And we've had these crazy results is because it's in Qatar. Why? I mean, just the curse of Qatar, I think. I mean, yeah, that's going to be a tough one. It, it really is. I mean, Switzerland's got a ton of talent. They've got a lot of guys on the club that play top level football over in, uh, the Bundesliga in particular, and a couple guys that play, you know, in uh, in the Premier League, but and their yeah. their best player probably plays in MLS. Yeah, probably. <laughs> which I mean, he's old, which is why. But uh, Shakiri looks looks really good. So yeah. uh, he he looked really good in their last match, and he did not look good for the Chicago Fire this year. But but he has looked good for them for Switzerland uh, in the first match of this World Cup. Yeah. So the other group. Uh, the other group next or tomorrow starting off at six is South Korea, Ghana. Uh, this one I'm low key excited for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm rooting for this South Korea team. Uh, it's got probably my favorite Tottenham player there. Um, Sung Hyung Min and he's got the mask. I don't know if you've seen the, the pictures going around of, you know, him wearing the mask and all these yeah. South Korean kids wearing the mask now. Um, I love it. It warms my heart and he, he's such a good guy that it, it doesn't surprise me whatsoever. So I'm rooting for him, but this, this Ghana team was feisty against Portugal mm-hmm. and looked like a lot of fun. So I, I, I don't really know what to expect of this game. I, my heart says my head says South Korea should win it, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, that was going to be interesting. You know, like you said, kind of Ghana surprised all the people with, with their fight back against Portugal the other day. Um, and you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I I don't know what to expect uh, out of this match. I mean, obviously, you know, Son is probably the top name on that Korea Republic squad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he's he's obviously a player you know, keep your eye on him. You know, throughout mm-hmm. that, and you know, it, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that one in particular. I mean, that could be telling as far as who comes um, out of that group in second place potentially. Yeah, or first. Um, I think I think South Korea can give Portugal trouble at, in in the last match day. So, so we'll see. I didn't have Portugal advancing. And I don't want Portugal to advance. So, until it's official, I'm going to say that they're not going to. Uh, Robert says Ghana wins that match uh, to Athletic, uh, which might be might be true. I don't know. Um, well, we'll just have to see. Sometimes the best athletes do not win in soccer, uh, and so. 
but it, it's a fun game. Um, I'll be up for that one for sure. And, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. And then the last match of the day, uh, probably the best match of the day, uh, in most people's eyes, Portugal versus Uruguay. Um, and, and I really hope Uruguay smashes Portugal here. And, and I, <laughs> and I think it could happen because I don't, I don't think Portugal was great against Ghana. Um, they, they looked Portugal-y and then almost coughed it up. And Uruguay, while it was a nil-nil draw with South Korea, if I, is that right? Yeah. I feel like, okay. I have had a, and like, it didn't sound right after I said it. I was confident. And then I said it and I was like, did they? I don't, okay. Um, they, they still look good. They, they've got talent. And, uh, and so we'll, we'll see what happens there. It's, it's a, it's going to be a, a fun one there. And I, I, I'm pretty excited about that one. I'm a little bit higher on Portugal than you are. Um, it's, no, so it's not that I don't think Portugal is good. <laughs> I just don't like Portugal. Yeah, I don't no, like I Ronaldo. It. I don't want any good things to happen to him after his little hissy fit uh, to get out of Man United. Um, and, and I just don't like how he plays. Like I don't, I just don't like anything about him. He's he just he just irks me. He's always irked me the wrong way. And uh, the the debate about him versus Messi isn't even close to me. And so. It's kind of like Kobe and LeBron. I I just can't stand one of them, and, and I don't know why it's a question over which one's better. So I, I just don't want him. I don't. It's want obviously LeBron. Yeah, it's sure. <laughs> I, I mean, to be for you know, I mean, obviously Portugal has some aging players. Your Ur, uh, Uruguay has got some aging players as well. I mean, Luis Suarez. Uruguay. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> you know, I think these are two teams that it's probably going to be the last year that last we see hurrah. them yeah, last hurrah for both of these sides. Um, I mean, I think Portugal is one that could come back in 2026 with a slightly younger squad. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't think they'll be as good as they are now. Um, but I think they'll still be a contender to get out of the groups in 2026, but I still don't think they're great now. I mean, they're, they're probably not as great as some of the other squads that we've talked about, you know, like Brazil, France, you know, I think, I think, I think Germany is actually better than Portugal, but we won't get to see that this year. Um, so yeah, I, I think England's better than, than Portugal too, but um, so I would, I, I mean, I would have Brazil, Spain, France, Argentina, Germany, mm-hmm. um, Uruguay, Croatia, m- England, maybe on their, I don't know. England's too flippy flippy for me. Yeah. Uh, the Netherlands, maybe. Um, so I'd have them like 10th, maybe eighth, maybe. somewhere in there. Yeah. Not, not fifth, like, um, 538 hasn't. Yeah. Sorry, four yeah, 538 hasn't. Yeah, I have to go back and really think about it, look at the other clubs and see who I think would be ahead. But yeah, I think you're about right. I don't think I have them top, I wouldn't have them top five. But, um, sorry, you brought up Messi real quick. Messi to MLS, yes. Yes, seems like that is gonna happen. Uh, I mean, we've been hearing rumors of it for yeah. for a long time now. You know, him and David Beckham, uh, Beckham being uh, Inter Miami owner, seemed like we've been hearing it basically since Inter Miami became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now it's it's kind of looking like like it might happen next year after this European season is over. Is what we're hearing. He will be coming to Inter Miami, being the highest played highest paid MLS player ever. Um, and I'm, I'm very curious to see what, you know, an aging Lionel Messi looks like against MLS opponents. So just, uh, 
well, we're talking about an aging Messi. Um, he is still younger than me. So, 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 <laughs> so yes, yes, he is. I think he's younger than me as well. How old is he? 32? He is, is he uh, 30. He's 35. 35. Okay. So he's older than me at least. Um, but look at how much he has played. And with how he plays and how much field he covers every time he's out there, he, when, when we say aging, it's not just like, when were you born and how old are you? It's how many miles do you have on your legs? How much pressure have you had basically since you were born? Um, Let me ask you this. So obviously Ibra came over, made, made a huge splash with his signing over here in MLS. Would this be bigger than Ibra? And do you think Messi is better at this point than Ibra was when he came over? So I think it is a it is a bigger move for casuals that okay. Messi is coming than Ibrahimovic. Um, as far as how they were at this point in their careers, I don't I don't Ibrahimovic didn't really cross my radar because I wasn't a big soccer fan until he came to MLS. So I don't know what his form was like before he came here over in Europe. I will say that since he's gone back to Europe, when he plays, he's still a game changer. And uh, yeah, see, Robert says Messi will sell more tickets. Oh, yeah. Um, no, as, as far as the Ibrahimovic thing, which which is for sure. Uh, the only thing that, that Ibrahimovic had going was that he went to L.A. to the Galaxy, yeah. which is like the biggest club that, you know, uh, in MLS, especially at that time. Um and and I, hot take, maybe hot take, I think Ibrahimovic might, when you look at it, have the better years in MLS than Messi. Hmm. Because what Ibrahimovic offered was the size and the attitude and the goal-scoring ability that, I mean, Messi has goal-scoring ability, obviously. Don't get me wrong. But... Ibrahimovic just had had a had a way, and then I, like I, I go back to like I'm an LAFC fan, and I I think of LAFC was up three nothing or two nothing on on uh, Galaxy Ibrahimovic Ibrahimovic's first match with Galaxy. He comes on and then he scores one from just inside his own half to tie the game, and then he scores another one to take the lead. Um, and he just I mean he he just had this presence that physical presence that I don't think Messi necessarily has. And so it'll be interesting to see how he, how he handles MLS opponents. Um, if he, I think the overwhelming thought process would be he's going to come in and just destroy because he's freaking Lionel Messi, the best soccer player ever in some people's world. Um, and he's coming to a, to a, a league that is far inferior to what he's normally playing at but i think it might surprise people that he might struggle and they might be like well what the hell and we might have to see but i'm excited for it nonetheless yeah no to to be fair the, the best player in mls may soon be leaving atlanta united so you know it's uh it remains to be seen if anyone can uh, dethrone el rey so i, I don't even know <laughs> i don't even know where to go with that if I'm being completely honest, because yeah. I can't argue Vela because Vela isn't the Vela that he was two years ago. No, just like uh, your your team's player. 
um, isn't the player that he was a few years ago. No, that, um, that, that ACL tear and the management, like it's just, yeah. And so, so I don't even know. I mean, who was the best player in MLS this year? I don't know. I, it, it, he Diego wasn't. Luna. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> and so uh, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he's, he's probably going to be, Messi will probably be, give him some time. He'll probably be better than anybody that we've, we've had. Um, I just don't know if numbers are going to get there right away, but uh, it's an interesting move. We kind of always knew about it, but now it at least seems like we have a timeline and then it's going to be after this European league season is over. And uh, which means I believe he'll start basically at the beginning of next season, maybe a little bit later uh, with inner Miami and we'll, and we'll go from there. Yep. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So any, any final thoughts on today's action or, or tomorrow's action or um, are you soccered out at this point yet? I mean, we're <laughs> four matches a day for eight days so far. Are you, are you still going strong? I, I'm ready, man. I'm I'm ready. This is this is so much fun. You know, get the we only get the World Cup once every four years, and you know, we get so used to you know seeing soccer. You know, on Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, maybe something. You know, because yeah. because that's it. That's it. You know, we don't we don't have the the national competitions. We don't have uh, you know European football. We don't have things like that to where we have matches. You know two, three, four, five days a week. So like, th- I think this is, this is fantastic. I love to see it. I, I am missing premier league and Bundesliga action. I do miss it. Like I would love to go back. I, I want to see that. Can't wait for it for that to get back. But right now, you know, we're still in the middle of seeing the best players on in the world playing yeah. at the, at the, at the top competition. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a blast. I've like I mentioned earlier, I've never covered a world cup quite like I've, I've covered this one. And, and uh there's just so many storylines and so many players that you're like oh that guy's from that country wow okay that's mm-hmm. cool oh wow these two t- teams are playing oh let's, uh, let's see how this stacks up i mean what other what other competition are you going to be able to see costa rica beat japan in i mean you're just i mean it's it's it does it only happens four times a year or four times once every four years like you said and uh and i'm not soccered out by any means um I don't have, you know, I've got three kids and a pregnant wife and our anniversary is tomorrow and, um, you know, work and stuff like that, that I, I can't necessarily sit and watch. Uh, cause Friday, cause, so Friday I had it. If my boss, hope my boss isn't listening, but I had it all planned out. You know, the world, the world cup match, the USA match started at noon. I was going to work until one for that last hour from 12 to one. I was going to watch it on my phone. Uh, kind of take it easy, do some emails, do some stuff in the office, have the game on on my phone in the office. And then at one, I was going to take my lunch. I was going to take an hour long lunch so I could watch the rest of it at the house. Um, and then I got called to Portales because they had a storm come through that blew literally thousands of tumbleweeds into their park. So much so that it blocked the camp road in three spots. Hmm. And basically every table... Um, where a campsite was, was covered in tumbleweeds to where you couldn't sit down. Uh, and then the pathway from the parking area to the pond um, was just jam-packed. Like you couldn't, you couldn't even fight your way through it. Like it was just, we pulled out a trailer full just from that, uh, that, that thing there. So I ended up having to, to watch a replay of it. Basically I caught the second half 
uh, when we went and ate lunch, and that was about it. So I had to go watch the first half over again. Uh, so I, I haven't been able to watch, like, sit down and fully, like, like soak in all of the matches that I've wanted to. Mm-hmm. But um, but that being said, you know, if you miss one, there's another one right around the corner. So oh, yeah. plenty of chances, plenty of soccer, plenty of, of quality soccer. I mean, it, it's, it's just a blast. Every day is a, a new team, a new style. Um, no matter what you like, no matter who you root for, uh, it's a good time. So I, I can't wait to, uh, to see what tomorrow brings. And, and after tomorrow, you know, just one match day left for each group. And just be means eight more uh, or four more days of of group play, and then we see who advances, and and that's going to be exciting. A lot to determine. Uh, like I talked about earlier, the parity and the groups are uh, is kind of crazy to me. And and you know, other than France, nobody has clinched their their spot in in the knockout rounds. So I uh, can't wait for that. I believe Earl is going to be on tomorrow. Uh, I might hop on if I can, but like I said, tomorrow's my anniversary, so probably not. Um, and Seth, I imagine you probably will hop on, uh, or possibly will hop, not hop on if you're not refing or anything like that. And so, I actually am refing tomorrow night. So. Oh, okay. So it might just be Earl flying yeah. solo. Um, and then I'll be back Wednesday. Probably all of us will be back. No, sorry, Tuesday. Uh, probably all of us will be on Tuesday because it's a USA match. And uh, and we'll see. we'll see what happens there, but Uh, Seth, if you got nothing else, then uh, everybody, thanks for joining us. Thanks for commenting, Robert. Um, And Earl will be here tomorrow. And until then, somos unidos.